1: Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's
2: Pre-Market Prep. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. I'm Spencer. There's Joel. There's Dennis. And um, Dennis is worried. It's deja vu all over again pretty sure it was Dennis Dick who said that first. Uh, We'll talk about Deja Vu markets. We'll talk about the last day of the quarter. We'll talk about Bed Bath and Beyond. Actually, retail as a whole. Uh, Ryan Craver did warn us about this the other day. Uh, And if you own retail stocks, then uh, today's not going to be a good day for you, I'm afraid. Between Bed Bath and Beyond, between Kohl's, uh, Footlocker. Uh, there is some pain in retail stocks today. We'll talk about all of that. Uh, Mark Chakin is our guest today. 8:35. Before I throw it to Joel, some calls to action. Number one, hit that like button, please. Number two, stay tuned after the show, after this show, for day two of our small cap healthcare conference. You can win a free one year subscription of Benzinga Pro. Go to bzsmallcap.com to see how you can do that. Through the conference today, let's bring on Joel's charts here. And Joel, how are we doing on this Thursday morning?
3: Oh, well, there's a couple of ways you could look at it. Uh, the bottom line is we're up 15 handles at 64.75. Uh, we caught a bid at uh, four o'clock and 30 seconds, and that bid took us all the way up to 43.89. We sold off 23 handles and now we're back into 4360 handle where we chopped and slopped all over the place yesterday. So end of the quarter. We'll we'll see how we end this one. Uh crude taking a little breather from that big move down 75 cents. A gold up 370, hanging out near that 1720 level. Big level there for support. Silver up a dime, and a half. Bitcoin up a couple grand at 43 160 Ethereum is up $156.25. So we're going to bring in Triple D here yesterday. And uh, Triple D, I, I think you got to just go to bed and just put, just stack those spider offers up there <laughs> and just let them come and get you. Know. it's
4: literally the same market every single day. And if you guys haven't recognized the pattern, then you haven't been listening to this show because we've been talking about this pattern for the last two weeks and the market rallies all night and then starts selling off during the pre-market and then seems to sell off the majority of the day and then starts rallying right from the four o'clock close, rinse and repeat. It's been the same thing again and again and again. I don't know who's jacking it overnight, but I tell you, it seems like all the, all the moves here are overnight. And if you're buying, you know, at the open and selling at the close, you're absolutely doing it backwards. The play has been to buy at the close and sell during the pre-market, really, because it seems like by the time we get to the open, we've already leaked substantially. And that is the same story again today. We're up 40 handles overnight. I don't know Mm -hmm. who's buying us up 40 handles overnight, but they are way wrong because now we're up 15. So we're getting back to almost two thirds of the gains already. Joel, this is just—it's a, a weird market to a certain extent. I was just but.
3: thinking that same thing, and but here, uh, and the reason that I'm a little bit concerned is that in this great bull run that we've had, we did have the overnight pops, and the overnight pops we'd either like we'd either hold them, you know, maybe get back a little bit, or blast through that pre-market high and just keep going, right, and you know maybe settle back during the day. But now it's the exact opposite phenomenon, you know, where we're getting these jacks overnight. Mm-hmm. They're not holding and then they're not going back to that pre-market level. So we're at the end of the quarter. Uh, I'm going to reserve old judgments until the end of the day, you know, because we could be up 50 handles. We could be down 50 handles. You I don't The think quarter so.
4: throws a monkey wrench into um, that overall plan because we know typically mm-hmm. you see this day actually close strong. Mm-hmm. So what we are calling and what has been the pattern is this day closes week, but because of the end of the quarter, I'd be hesitant to just employ this strategy today for the simple reason is that historically from a quantitative perspective, and you know I'm a quant, yeah historically, this day, day closes strong. So that's why I probably won't be employing this the strategy we were just talking about today. We'll see if this resumes on Monday.
3: Right. I'm trying and then to put also, on your
4: show and I got advertisements coming at me.
3: Okay. I'm sorry?
4: No, I that was in the background. I don't know if you guys heard that. No, we didn't. I was like okay. I was trying to put on the show for the chat. And um, you got the pop up ads, and then it's like blaring, you know, then the noise at me. So, it's
1: <laughs> okay,
3: a... uh, also another thing just to keep an eye on, you guys, you know, not a little, you know, how a little too technical at times, but uh, you know, last week when we hit this 40, you know, we traded it at a 4300 handle, you know, we shot out of here like a cannon, right? And boom, got up to 4450. We have worked our way into this handle, we didn't get near yesterday's low, but. As of right now, we haven't shut out of a cannon again. So we'll see how we end up today. Uh, it's hard. to It's not an inside day already because of the uh, because of the glowbacks high. But, man, I wouldn't be all that surprised if we even trade within yesterday's um, interday range and not looking for any downside, major downside until we crack the low from yesterday, which is right near. Uh, Tuesday's close, but uh, we got retail dragging down the market today, huh, Spencer?
2: But yeah, I just want to follow up on one thing, Dennis, sure. said quickly, and that, and that was just the, the being the last day of the quarter. Um, I don't know, and I, I know we've discussed this many many times, but do do you do you do anything different today that you would normally do, or do you prepare for anything different, or is it just extra volatility at the close potentially? That can go to either of you. I think Dennis just threw himself on mute. So, Joel, go to you.
3: No, no. I mean, I'm just, no, I'm I'm pretty much the same way as far as portfolio adjustments. I mean, I'm getting a little nervous up here, but. um, You're always
2: nervous up here.
3: Yeah, I just, no, we'll see. I mean, based on the last three months' performance, unless we have a huge rally today, we are going to be starting Q4 out with a sell signal. And I haven't, you know, that since, I don't even know. I don't even know what Q1, we still had the market going up, right? In 20. So Q2 yeah. is probably when it turned. But by the time it was of Q2, we were from a quarterly basis. June, we were right back up. So it's, you know, it's the first time in a long time. We'll see if it holds. I just kind of just got this feeling for the remainder of the year. And it's just going to be, you know, We're not going to crash necessarily, but I just think the upside is just going to be much more, uh, you know, much, much thicker. With offers in sellers, so we completely lost triple D here,
2: huh? Oh, uh, we did. I, he may have had like a, a kid emergency. He just know oh, I hope. Not. Yeah. Well, and oh, he man. he stepped away from his desk. So uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go to the number one mover of the day, and then we'll and then we'll we'll bring Mark Chicken on in a few minutes here. But Bed, bath, bed bath and Beyond. Oh my goodness! Uh, earnings this morning, and they were. Pretty, pretty, pretty bad. So the earnings per share for the second quarter, they uh, reported four cents per share, um, down from fifty cents per share a year ago. That's sales missed a, just under two bill versus a two point oh six billion dollar estimate. But the guidance is what's more concerning here. They gave Q three sales guidance um, in the high one billion dollar range versus an estimate of over two billion. Earnings per share of zero cents to five cents. That's the range they gave for for EPS for the current quarter. Zero cents to five cents versus a twenty-eight cent estimate. Big miss
3: on BBBY. Let's get the charts up. There they are. Whoa, look at the top left. Top left, and uh, I don't know if Mitchie Mitch is in the background, but I hope he was crushing bids when we started talking about this thing. That was right at 1875, 1880, and uh, I guess I guess you just got to, instead of wait to buy the dip in this one, you should have just been whacking beds. I just look at the monthlies here, and uh, it took Spencer and Mitch about a half hour to figure it out. It did not take but, a half hour. All right, 25 minutes. Uh, you do, I mean, you are coming into support. I mean, on days like this when things are getting crushed, you know, it, it's it's hard to say. But what do you have? You have the low for the year at 1770, right? That was your January low. but. It's augmented by three other lows under 18 bucks, 1761, 1799 for 1795. So hands down, you know, first time off that level, you may get a bounce to see if you thicken up around 18, but boy, oh boy, that's a big level. Then you have a gap down, hmm, a gap down on a monthly. That's weird. Was that? Uh, I wonder what happened that month. Oh, they must have had earnings. Oh, they probably had earnings at the end of the month. So then you got a gap down to fifteen thirty-eight. So if you don't like it at seventeen seventy, and you see fifteen thirty-eight today, uh, that'd be quite the beatdown. But big stores, big coupons. I mean, what else can you say? They did go from twenty percent off, I think, to fifteen percent off. I think they're going to have to go to now ten percent off in their coupons. Huge stores. I mean, this is just a bad day for retail.
4: Yeah, bad day for retail. Sorry, I was listening in the background. I just got, uh, th- I'm going to be off and on today. I have so many positions on, and I'm just trying to work out of some stuff here. So, But I did hear listen to what you were talking about. And I mean, Bed Bath & Beyond, this is a disaster. This was a meme stock back in June. You remember the big move from 27? Oh, we're going to get the shorts, and we're going to squeeze the shorts. High short interest stocks offline. flying twice this went up. January and June, you have to use these opportunities. I'm going to say it again, and we're going to take it to a meme stock conversation, but you got to use the opportunities when these meme stocks squeeze, and you just happen to be long them. These are fantastic selling opportunities. They're not fantastic buying opportunities. They're fantastic selling opportunities. And here is a business that has been struggling for a long, long time. It went from 25 to 50 in about a week because it was a Reddit stock. Those are selling opportunities, not buying opportunities. So, I mean, here now, anybody who's stuck, you know, that bought it back, you know, when it was a meme stock and was going to go to 100 or 200 and they were going to squeeze all the shorts is getting punished. Rightfully so, because fundamentals do eventually matter, and fundamentals matter today on BBBY. I, I want to read you from
2: the press release. Uh, it's um, if you can imagine like a, a spin wheel of of pick a reason why we had a, a tough quarter. They're going for all of them today. <laughs> Greatest hits. Here we go. Um, this is from Mark Triton, the CEO of Bed Bath Beyond. Uh, Following a solid growth in June, we saw unexpected external disruptive forces towards the end of the quarter in August, the final and largest month of our second fiscal period. Traffic slowed significantly, and therefore sales did not materialize. As COVID 19 fears reemerged amid the ongoing Delta variant, we experienced a challenging environment. This was particularly evident in large key states such as Florida, Texas, and California, which represent a substantial portion of our sales. Furthermore, unprecedented supply chain challenges have been impacting the industry pervasively and we saw steeper cost inflation escalating by month especially later in the quarter beyond the significant increases we had already anticipated so
3: covid check in supply chains check inflation check everything I, I did yeah. one quick good story uh yeah. my brother-in-law was stuck in this stock big time I think maybe 30 35. And I think he he averaged down on it, but I remember talking to him in January. And this guy, I think he ended up getting out at like forty five. And he just thought, man, what a gift in, in, in the Reddit gift. Yes. The Reddit you know, gift. He was like, what a gift. And he, you know, he's a retail yeah. investor, long term. Got caught, averaged down, which he shouldn't have done. And then he was just like, thank, so
4: many Back thank you. Back in January, there were so many gifts. And we knew when we looked at our portfolios, you know, long-term portfolios, and everybody thought they were a genius. And I'm like, I don't even manage, actively manage my long-term portfolio. I buy and hold. And like I said, I think I was up in 96 out of 100 stocks that I have in my long-term portfolio. And I was like, that's just not normal. It's not normal. So, I mean, everything was just going up. But then you had all these gifts on the side like the Bed, Bath & Beyond, the Reddit gifts, where, you know, an AMC and GME, to a certain extent, obviously were gifts as well. And you obviously participated fantastically in the GME gift, Joel, selling, you know, out, you know, perfectly on that one. But I mean, that's what this is. When stocks disconnect from fundamentals and they're trading four or five, six times where they should probably be trading, what do you do? You sell them. That's what mm-hmm. you do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you take the money and you run into You say, thank you, stupid market, for giving me a gift
3: uh we are uh triple by just hit that level we talked i don't think i've ever done this before on the show and i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna stick my neck out and i'm probably gonna be wrong but I think the next 15-minute candle is going to be a, a green candle.
2: I've never heard Joel call out a 15-minute candle before prediction. I'm probably wrong. All right.
3: Full disclosure, no position. I'm just saying, man, if I was short this thing or I had the 22 puts or 21 puts or 21 and a half or 19, 19 and a half, I would, I would be buying some. But, hey, been wrong before. I'll well, be wrong Well, no, no, 17, oh, wait,
2: 1760? What, what was it that you said? 1760? So,
3: I I I said seventeen seventy is where okay. I thought that okay. That's a bunch of monthly lows. If people aren't stepping yeah. up there, then you know whatever all they right. know more than me. All right, Let, let's, hey, let's, where's Mark? I gotta talk to Mark Shaken. He's
2: here. Let's bring him on, Mark Shaken. Good morning.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day. You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning. Mark,
3: Q4, come on, tell me about it. We're ripping back the new all-time highs. We're going to 5,000 in Q4. Well,
5: 4,700 on the S&P.
3: That's what I want to
5: hear. Yeah. We're, I mean, uh, let's just put a point on Bed Bath & Beyond. The power gauge rating turned bearish on July 22nd. The stock was 29.63, and it's stayed bearish ever since. And in 18 of the last 20 quarters, whether they reported better than expected or worse than expected earnings, the stock has always sold off the next day. That's it's an amazing good. pattern.
1: There
2: you go. That's all that matters. It's not even, it's not even with the numbers. It's, it's the stock.
5: How, how they react. But let's go back to the market. Um, yeah. Since we talked on Yom Kippur, we finally got a 5% sell-off. We got the five and 10-day advanced declines at oversold levels, which hadn't happened. We got heavy volume in the SPY uh, on the downside. And yet we're still holding that 100-day average in the low 4,300s. So, Till proven otherwise, uh, well, you know, we get through all this noise in Washington, which is really, you know. Can we, you we follow play... it
3: really, Mark? Can you really, I mean, is it, can any attempt to follow, I mean, dead on, dead off, uh, stimulus out, no. stimulus the, off. I mean, so confusing. They
5: always resolve this stuff. I mean, this is silly. We shouldn't have a debt ceiling limit, you know, and, and we play this dance every year. You know, it's the same uh, tango. Between uh, the, the guys who don't want to increase the debt ceiling, who contributed to it with all the spending, but these things always get resolved. And a, Obviously. the U.S. can't default on their debt. I'm sure you guys have talked about it. We issue the debt; everything's denominated in dollars. You can't default. It just you just print more money. So this is sort forever. of a silly forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, you know, until until the markets don't like it anymore. But the bottom line is, I think there are opportunities here. And one thing I'm looking at are semiconductors. They're breaking our long-term trend lines. So now the ratings on many of these are neutral uh, uh, plus, which means underlying fundamentals are bullish. And uh, just as Joel doesn't like uh, or never calls 15-minute candles, I'm going to say that you got to step in and buy some of these semiconductor stocks on this weakness. And two that I like – Mid-cap cadence design. It's been a great stock.
3: What's the symbol on that one? You know, what is that?
5: CDNS. They provide software and um, equipment for semiconductor manufacturers and a uh, a smaller cap semiconductor, KULIC and Safa, K-L-I-C. All
2: right. So, so CDNS and we got K-L-I-C. All right.
5: So I think these are two that you want to step in and buy on this weakness. I mean, I know logic never works in the stock market, but you've got the whole automobile industry that's just starving for semiconductors, and I think you know you're going to get another wave in the semiconductor stocks. They've sort of been straight down here for a while.
4: You meant KLAC, um, right? Didn't KLAC,
5: say- no, uh, KLAC is um, Clack. Klac ten core. No, this is a small cap. Kielik and Sofa.
4: I've never traded KLIC, I don't.
5: Yeah, think. it's based in Philadelphia. I think I've known it for forty years. Wow! I, I uh, always giving us
3: it's... new stocks. We like this. Yeah, well, yeah. I like
5: I like new. And I, I always think
3: it's a furniture company.
5: Sofa. That's because you're mispronouncing it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kielik
5: and Sofa. Um, I also think that vaccines are going to be with us, the COVID vaccine is going to be with us, ad ad infinitum. So I think you got to look at some of these uh, plays in the the medical field. And, you know, the obvious one to me is Moderna. Uh, Yes, they only have one product, but they've got 24 new vaccines in the pipeline. And there was talk a couple of weeks ago about a combination flu shot and COVID booster or COVID shots. So with only 27% of the world vaccinated and likelihood that we're going to need boosters, you know, for years to come, just like we do with a flu shot. I think you got to take a look at some of these uh, medical stocks that have come down here.
4: Sneaky double bottom from the last two days in Moderna. So MRNA. So it gives you a level to lean on. I always like when I get two consecutive lows in the same area. So, because it gives you like that, you know, area. Now you five points up from there. So I like that, you know, that spot there as you know, trying it. Obviously, some of these drug stocks have really been hit. I came on the show um, a couple of days ago, Mark, saying the same thing. I think some of the drug stocks have just been punished severely. I mean, Pfizer. If we look at that, it's come from fifty-two dollars when everybody had to own it back to forty-two. I mean, we've had a nice pullback in some of the drug stocks, and I think it is a buying opportunity.
5: Yep, I do, and. I just think that once we get through this early October period where we got all this fuzziness in Washington, that um, earnings season is actually going to be pretty good. Uh, The one thing you have to watch out for is obviously the supply chain uh, inflation conversation in the guidance that's coming up. Um, But remember, when you're looking at the market here, Joel, you've got the blackout period Uh, for corporate buybacks in place right now, which means that there, you know, that underlying bid for the market is not there as we head into earnings season in this two to three week period. So that, that gives you the, you know, the sort of volatility that we're seeing on a daily basis because you don't have that bid in there. But I I still believe uh, with all this liquidity in the system that we're going to work our way higher.
3: Mark, I got a question for you, and uh, I got lucky. I won a lunch bet with Dennis on uh, on Microsoft. You I mean, were skilled on that one. The, yeah the uh, the buyback. Whew. I mean, I, I know I'm stepping out on a huge limb here, but is it is it premature to call this their their IBM moment? I mean, IBM but billions of dollars worth of stock near the high. I mean, I know they do it. You know, they're not out there buying it that day at up at at 305. But, man, oh, man, just what a run in Microsoft. Unusual year for it. Unusual off the March low. Uh, Given, I mean, besides the buyback here, let's just talk about these big cap tech stocks. they kept the market up forever. Is this the place to be in Q4 or? Other, other, yeah, IWM going to lead us in 47M. I-W-M. Huh? I-W-M. I-W-M.
5: IWM. That was my other theme because interest rates are clearly going up, and um, small caps do better in a period of rising interest rates. Okay. So uh, yeah, the the uh, mega cap growth stocks are going to be under pressure from a uh, evaluation valuation a PE point of view because if if we do get the ten year above the old highs at 173. Uh, on a yield basis, then, uh, you know, e- these auto strategies are just going to kick in as, as they did earlier in the week and put pressure on megacap tech. And uh, I, that's why I mentioned Kulik and Safa in the semiconductor space, because I think small caps are going to do well. Now, having said that, our power gauge rating on the IWM remains bearish, but we're, we're in the middle of that trading range, which now is almost eight months long. Going back to February. And I, I think the likelihood is that we break out to the upside at some point in, in the fourth quarter.
2: Wait, interest rates clearly going up. You mean like getting up off the floor, but not much more than that, right? Well, well
5: sure. no, the 10 year, the 10 years okay, working up toward the high end of the range. Um, you know, 10 year peaked, what, in April, I think. Yeah. At 173, 175. And with the supply chain issues, wage inflation and uh, commodity inflation, I think that, you know, interest rates, they heard Powell, the fact that in, on the day of the um, his Fed minutes and his comments, the market went up, not down, and interest rates didn't budge until Thursday, Friday, yeah. doesn't mean people weren't listening. And, you know, clearly, they're going to stop uh, they're going to start tapering, whether it's December or January, and you know that's not an interest rate hike, but yes, it is. And I've been I've been out there saying that um, you know uh, sort of tightening is not the same as raising interest rates, but taking the stimulus, taking your foot off the pedal, ultimately leads, especially in a, an inflationary environment, which. You know, I, I don't believe in transitor. Uh You know, as far as you know, Dennis, you know, Dennis has been talking. You, you don't team. believe in transitory. Wait, wait,
2: wait. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that, Mark, because Jerome, I'm not sure Jerome Powell believes in it either at this point. Because if you, I don't know if you saw what he said yesterday, but he was acknowledging that it's, yeah. it, it's, it's persistent. It's a persistent little bugger. That's not during when
4: the Dollar Tree's jacking up their
5: prices. <laughs> right.
4: I mean, do you think they're bringing them back down?
5: No, it's the dollar 10 tree now. Yeah, so, the dollar, dollar and a quarter. You have to change all the uh, signs. Yeah, and, and Dennis's, Dennis's, beer can, Dennis's beer can analogy. You know, and if you talk to builders, uh, our contractor was around the other day and he said one client's complaining because the cost of the house is so high. And he's saying, well, look, lumber futures went all the way down. I mean, this is the client from hell, right? He watches the lumber futures market. And uh, our contractor told him, yeah, that's raw lumber. You're talking about finished lumber and treated lumber, and he said that's not going down. In fact, it's in, still in short supply. So uh, you've got to look at what cues you're looking at. Yeah, the. the lumber futures went down but the cost of lumber to build a house is still way up there it's
4: it's not even just the lumber it's every single aspect that goes into the house like i just keep getting hit like the, my electrician was there was a coil of wire you know the wire that they're running or whatever was $40 last year it's 120 now the same exact coil <sighs> wow. has tripled in price so well, it is just not lumber. There's so many things tripled in price. From 40- there's a com-
5: there's a stock 20. to play that, Dennis. It's called Atcor. It's another Ooh, small I like cap stock. What, ATKR. What's a,
4: what's some... what? Say it again. Sorry.
5: ATKR. ATKR. It's a great stock. I've recommended it. It's been my bullish stock of the week. A-T-K-R. Um, and it's it's an interesting play because not only do they provide, it just peaked above a hundred. Not only do they provide. Uh, you know, at the industrial level, but for single family homes, the, the kinds of wires you need to put in a charging station. And oh, know, important. California sort of mandated that new homes have charging stations that may become a trend. And Atcor is a way to play that trend.
2: All right. Mark is coming, to, coming hot with today with some names. he's
5: Is it too
4: late now, you think, Mark, or there's still more? Because no, I'm looking yeah. at this one a year ago. is 20. Now it's 90. I, I feel like I I'm know, chasing I, it a bit.
5: I know, but the earnings are good and the stock periodically pulls back like most small caps do. So you're in that little mini pullback phase here right into right. A sort of support area. So, yeah, I mean, hey, look. I was looking at large cap stocks and everything I like was selling at, you know, 40 and 50 times earnings. So you you got to adapt to the environment you're in. And yeah, 20 to 100 looks expensive. But if you're looking out a couple of years and, and looking for where the growth is, it's in these, you know, lesser known names like an core, like a KLIC and I, th- I think you have an edge in the small cap space that you don't necessarily have in the large cap space.
2: Nice. All right. Mark Chakin coming in hot today with some, some symbols that, that we don't talk about very often or ever, actually, for that matter, ever. But we love it. We love it. Mark long time market veteran founder of Chakin Analytics, creator of the uh, Chaykin Money Flow Indicator, uh, joins us every other week on the show. Thanks a lot, Mark.
5: Thank you, guys. Always a
2: pleasure. Always a pleasure to talk with Mark. Hey, smash that like button for Mark. Let's get those likes up. Come on, that was those three concrete ideas. Oh, yeah, go
4: off. yeah, he gives good. Mark always comes. Mark knows a lot of different trading ideas, and yeah. obviously, you know, I wish we'd have known the the wire thinks I've known about this for a, probably a few months here already on this ad core. So I yeah. could have been buying this one back at sixty five or seventy if that was a way to play it. But I mean, there are so many, you know, issues. And that's why, you know, people who say, oh, yeah, well, the housing prices keep going up. They can't keep going up at 20, 20 percent. But but let's look at what the build costs have gone to. I mean, how current housing prices are simply a reflection of what it costs to build a new home. So you get a discount. It's like a used home. So, you know, if you can build a home for five hundred thousand dollars, a used home might be $300,000, 400000 But when these same homes are costing you eight hundred or 900000 to build now, yep. well, somebody's going to say, well, if it's going to cost me nine hundred, I can buy this home down the street for $300,000. I'll do that. And that's what brings the housing prices up, $400,000, 500000 so if you think we're going back to where we were in the housing market, the housing market is going to crash and we're going to go back and the housing price is going to fall 50%. In order for that to happen, the building costs need to fall 40 or 50%. I don't think these builders are bringing down their costs anytime soon because half of it's labor almost. And the labor costs and are labor coming down. down. Coming down. They if, the lady, labor if you can down. find How many people labor? take a pay
3: cut? Yeah. Oh, if you could find the labor. I mean, you, you know, can't. I, I, I I count I count my lucky stars because we were you know, we were considering for years to do to do a build. And just the more things went, we're like, no, no, we can't. You know, no, this is hard. Man, you feel it, like knobs and this and that and everything. And we'd be absolutely beginning crushed right now absolutely I'm
4: getting crushed. And, i am yeah. living that life joel i'm yeah. getting crushed every single thing that comes in is coming way above and, the I, budget. and,
3: and, and that happens anyways that and, happens and anyway. it's
4: way worse right now yeah. i'll tell and you that, like in the covid environment it's like that on steroids so i mean it's horrible to build a house right now obviously i even like can like we're supposed to have a shop and i put that whole thing on hold i'm like the prices are just too nuts right now. I'm like, I'm holding off on that part of it. You know, I can't hold off on the house cause we're into it, but I mean, I can totally hold off on the new shop. So, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you hope, you know, everything continues to increase over time, but you know, we went in this huge bubble, you know, I'm building right at the top of the bubble, I feel like. You know, I feel like, they're, you know, the building costs could come down. Some of them probably have. Like, lumber prices have come down to a certain extent. I know, yeah. you know, Mark was saying, you know, that we know the future has come down. But the cost of the 2 by 4s have come down, too. I mean, at Home Depot, and I'm in Canada, obviously, you know, they, they were, it was 10.99 for a 2x4 uh, going back six months ago. Those same 2 by 4s are going for like 4.99 now. So, some stuff has come down. But a lot of stuff has not. And the labor has definitely not. And the trades have not. And you can't find stuff. But it's not a home building show. But, you know, home building is obviously a portion of the market. It's a big portion of it. it, is and, it portion. and it's a huge part of this inflation story as well.
3: And also, the other thing, I mean, and who knows how far it will be concerned down the road, but, you know, people are, you know, borrowing to buy and build these houses at these uh, inflated values. I mean, I know we're not looking at a, uh, you know, yeah. at a 2008 5% a, a two, a two
4: interest rates. Yeah. You know, so they're thinking, oh, yeah, I can do this at 2% interest rates. And it's no. the driver. You build the bigger home when you can borrow more, Jules. So you can blame that for a lot of it, too. I mean, it all goes back to the Fed and easy money. So, you know, the, the, the inflation, they wanted inflation. For how long, Spencer? For how long is Powell been saying we need to get some more inflation? Even though they had it in pockets, they wanted inflation. They needed inflation. We need well, they inflation. got it. You got it. <laughs> Well, are, had, you,
2: are, are you referring to the two percent? Or it the... was a
4: whole mandate. Yeah, that inflation wasn't yeah, yeah. enough, and we need to increase yeah. inflation. This was what Powell was spewing at us a year ago. That we're trying to get inflation up to two percent. Well, they've clearly overshot that goal massively. And you know, and and obviously now it's like, how do you get? You know, how do you put it back? How do you, how do you you know cool it? But the only way to cool it is to raise interest rates. And you can't do it. So I don't know how you fix it. I. Yeah, it's a know. massive problem. But again, it's a massive problem for cash, too. That's why I keep thinking, like, I don't see this market crashing, even though you can say, you know, that, you know, this, we're overinflated and a lot of stocks, you know, are, are, have had incredible runs. I just don't know where you go. I mean, because, you know, you're losing in cash. So I, it's a very tricky environment because we have not seen inflation like this. In these numbers, and I know you know when they're saying five percent, we know it's a hell of a lot higher than that, but we haven't seen this in North America in a very long time. Probably going back to what that, that like the early 90s.
2: Oh, they're gonna say the 70s. I was like, don't say no,
4: but the early 90s, we (laughs) had pockets of inflation hitting too. Um, but it's been 20 25 years since we've had inflation like we're seeing today, yeah. I mean, yeah,
2: and when there's and how do you outpace it? You buy stocks because well, well.
4: Or commodities, or I Bitcoin. Mean, you know, like so, so uh, yeah, you've got to buy physical assets, right? So I just don't know. I don't think so the way I look at it here, and people say, Oh, you learn what's the market, I want to raise cash, but you know, and I have some cash. But at the same time, I'm like, the cash has been really bad. So I, I don't know where you go. Where is safe right now, Joel, like, you tell me, like, people normally would go into gold. And you'd say, Okay, yeah, well, if you're going in an inflationary environment, you absolutely want to own gold. But gold and silver has been an epic disaster. No, I know. No, it's no. not responding to inflation at all. It should be going up. Like gold and silver historically should be flying in this inflationary environment. And we're seeing the opposite. We're seeing it sell off. So then you say, okay, we well, go to digital gold and crypto. And maybe that's where the people are going now. But it's tricky. It's tricky to you know put on your long-term investment cap and see how this all ends. Yeah, you
2: know what's crazy is on days when the stock market goes down, Bitcoin is down too. So I don't know what it's kind of a totally possible. Well, I, I I I don't know what kind of a hedge that is, but um, it's supposed to be a hedge.
4: Uh, wait. And, and gold too. Like gold used to always go opposite the market. You know, Kramer says you got to have some gold in your portfolio for the long time for the insurance aspect of it. But let's be honest here. I mean, gold has not been a good hedge for a long time. I I don't know. Do I? Do you want to own gold, Joel?
3: I it's own a I
4: environment, it. You should, but I don't know. Are we in a different environment now where gold's not going to respond well to it? I
2: hate group.
3: that as much as my Peloton. I,
2: <laughs> I, I don't know why anybody my age would own bond treasuries or gold ever, ever. Like, oh, maybe not ever, maybe for the next 30 years. I don't know. But like- I
4: talked to my neighbor and he's loaded right up in gold. Um, and he's, you know, and obviously not a trader, but just saying, I see all this money being printed and I want to be, you know, hedged. I see inflation happening and I think gold's a place to be. I mean, and if you read an economics textbook, it will tell yeah. you to exactly do that. I'm questioning if it works or not. Like maybe we're going to regret, maybe we're going to come back to this episode a oh. year from now and to see gold- you know, uh, you know the GLD at 20, 250 and be like, "Wow, that was so obvious." It, it's an obvious trade, but it's not working, and it hasn't been working. Like, I mean, when your trade's not working, and people have been flying, Peter Schiff has been preaching to fly into gold for these exact reasons for a long time, and it hasn't worked. So, I don't know. It, it, it's tough. To, it's tough. If gold won't go up in this environment, what environment's going to go up? In?
2: I don't know. And the the sister to the inflation thing is supply chain concerns and that is exactly what is hitting uh coals this morning because bank america came out and said inflation uh supply chain problems we're going to downgrade coals today and kss is getting hit on that footlocker was also in that note; they're getting hit on that there's a a bunch of stocks mentioned in this note but coals and footlocker were were, were the main two and for for coals it was a wait let me just pull it up here because i Added over here. Kohl's was a downgrade to underperform, gave it a $48 price target. Uh Foot Locker, it was a down, um it was a reinstatement to underperform for uh, price target 45, which is not that dramatic, but but for Kohl's a, uh, you know, $48 price target, we were at 54
4: yesterday, we're at 59 now, 49 now, so Kohl's had no business being up at 60 though either. I mean, it it, was, it probably had no business being down at 10 back you know when we thought everything was going under obviously it was 40 dollars, but it had been in you know cyclical decline for a long time like you, you you've seen the brick and mortar not doing very well so even before covid hit coals was like 45 50 bucks then covid hit and it really got ugly but did it have any right like are we, Is coals in a better environment now than it was before covid hit I challenge that. So to say, you know, maybe it should be where it was and maybe 49 is a happy place for it. But 60 just felt like an overshoot. So I don't know. I'm not coming to the, and buying brick and mortar stocks on a dip. You know, I'd be buying tech stocks on a dip. Maybe some of the stocks that Mark Shakin just mentioned that are still in a good environment. Buying brick and mortar on a dip. What what works, it seems like, on dips are stocks that are in uptrends. you buying those on dips. Kohl's not really in an uptrend anymore. And I challenge whether it should have ever been in a, in a hardcore uptrend, other than the fact that it really overshot during COVID.
3: Uh, they're hitting it. I'll give you a couple monthly lows to keep an eye on. Uh, 48.65 was your August low, and then it drops to 46.46. 46, or 46.56 was your July low in Kohl's. I, I don't understand. These stores are so huge. they yeah. got so much stuff in there. I'm like, who? And then you see like 40 of like these same, like you walk by the men's department. I went to Target to get something and I'm like, Who's going to buy one of those? Let alone forty of those? I, I don't know. I don't
2: know. Well, understand. well, Mitch and I were talking about this like an hour ago, and he did bring up a good point. The one thing Kohl's has going forward is the Amazon return program, which which at the very least will get you into the store, right? If, whatever you buy on Amazon, you can go return at Kohl's. Why
4: not just buy Amazon then? If you if you're buying Kohl's because of Amazon, why not just why not buy not, Amazon?
2: No, no, that wasn't the point. The point was.
4: They got people going in the stores. Yeah, they're going in the stores because they're returning the stuff from Amazon. So Amazon (laughs) is the driver. Why not own the driver? Is what I'm. So I'm. I'm, I get your point. I'm just saying, like the whole reason. Oh, this is going to be huge for us. We're going to get Amazon returning products to our store that they bought online. Like, I mean, if you have to derive your demand from another company's return policy. (laughs) That is not a company that I want. I
2: am not arguing against you. I am just saying <laughs> you know, getting foot traffic, people in the stores. This is a driver. That's all I'm saying. And actually, no, Amazon, not is me. A That's what you're saying. I didn't say it. Mitch said that. I I, I agree with you, Dennis. Um, but it, it's something. I, I'm to, wound
3: up today, as I can tell.
2: <laughs> something that, that Mitch
3: did. Defend I defend Mitch to defend him.
2: No, no. Did, I, I did, did. I relay that correctly. You, I, you
4: did, Spencer. Okay. And to make it even better, they
2: also. They give you free dollars for their store. They give you five dollars, like go spend it. <laughs> Three bucks. So so Here if you, you
4: return the stuff from Amazon to give you Kohl's dollars. Whoa,
2: wait a minute. They, it used to be like ten. There is some major inflation going on. That's deflation. They're only giving you five now. No, no, because it, it's well oh because they're couponing, not well, as much. They're, they're they're couponing less. That would be inflation, wouldn't it? Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Sneaky. Moving on. <laughs> um, did you guys see space today? Bill Big D is giving me a hard time in the chat this morning. He's like, I, "I bet you Spanish is going to mention space." Well, I am because it popped after hours. Because uh, remember, remember that FAA inquiry where everything was on pause while the FAA looked into their 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 flight deviation, the flight path deviation from back in July. Well, that inquiry is over. FAA says thumbs up, you're good to go, space.
4: So Virgin Galactic popped on that, got to above twenty five dollars last night. Every space flight pop is a selling opportunity Wait, So, stock making new lows on the move yesterday we get a pop because the inquiry's gone this isn't changing the fact People that are not going one to I, I didn't know it was a 30 second experience in space and, you know i think that turned off a lot of me. i always said i'd love to do that and then you find out you're only going up there for 30 seconds or a minute of feeling actual you know space part of us, it. like well, it's 350000 for a minute. That's kind of expensive. So <laughs> I, I've not liked it since actually the successful launch because then I learned more about it. And I was like, this just doesn't seem worth 350000 whatsoever. So they have a few people signed up. They'll eventually get some revenue from it. I don't think this is a huge growth industry. I don't think it's worth the market cap it currently is. I liked the story back last year. Now the story is completely broken. The stock is went from hot to ice cold. I'd sell all rallies in this, including this one.
3: Uh, got Just real overdone. It got real overdone on that pop in the after hours. Once again, you're four a, or this was after hours. So, you know, same thing, you know, trading got up to 25, 24. You're a buck off that. Uh, that was a good area if you were looking at your dailies because you had, uh, no, not really couple highs in that area but use that as a target now let's see was there anything now the highs were in the higher 20 uh in the higher 25s but right now we're under your two-day high of 24.94 so keep an eye on that i mean if you're looking for any major upside got to get through the two-day high 24.94 all
2: right we're gonna do ticker time in a second here uh but i just want to talk about couple EV stocks for a moment and one of them is, is Lord's Time Motors ride. We are going to talk about this tomorrow as well because everybody, Marcus Carter, is coming back on mm, the show nice. tomorrow and then I think every Friday uh, for the rest of the month. I'll clarify that but definitely tomorrow. I'll tell you that for a fact. So We will talk this tomorrow but there is news on ride today and it is not good. Uh, the company- Apparently it's good. The stock's up. No, I'm saying it's not good. The company that named itself after a town, that and they made a whole, but it was all this fanfare where we're buying this GM plant that's in Lordstown, Ohio. We're going to turn it around. We're going to bring the jobs to middle America. And fast forward two years later, and we are selling that plant because we need the money. And that's what's happening today. They're selling their their their, their namesake plant to Foxconn, I didn't see a price tag on it. I don't think it really matters, though. Um, so the, the, their their one and only production facility is gonna be is is not gonna be there anymore. Um, so I'm not quite sure what that means for an EV company. But anyway, Lordstown selling their plant. Good news, they get some cash. Bad news yeah they need
3: obviously this is a, a survival mode move, move yes. right I yes. mean yes. <laughs> yes.
2: And, and and in related news uh our I don't want to call him a, I, our friend but uh Sony's been on the show before Steve Schrader the CFO of Workhorse Workhorse I'll, I'll remind you, workhorse, stock? workhorse has the technology that Lordstown Motors uses. The CFO of Workhorse has has uh, left the company, Steve Schrader. So um, not good in the Lordstown of Workhorse land today.
4: Well, I don't know. I would say it's very good in the, in the Lordstown because it's up 50 cents. So why it's trading up on bad news is, you know, that's often a good what? sign when stocks trading up on bad news um i don't know eight eight's major resistance on ride though
2: they like it because they're getting cash they're getting cash in their pocket but how are they going to make any cars without a production
4: facility they must have
2: one. well maybe they'll rent it
3: i mean is is foxconn gonna immediately turn it over you know turn it into something else or do they get is it a buyback maybe or are they gonna rent it and they, you know sign a lease on it or something i uh that, that's the it's the only thing i could see in it i don't
2: know i don't know i mean i don't know i don't know but i don't know either
4: the, the I, ev story is was trying to get hot before the market rolled over a couple of days ago i will say that some of these ev stocks just like the lucid motors um was trying to get hot before the market rolled over you know three days ago or when we had the really bad yeah two days ago i guess so even Fisker had rallied up significantly, and then you get the pullback here. Ooh, so I, I, it's hard to be long ride when you're talking about them selling their production facilities. But you know, I, I will say, and I'm not, I'm not long ride, I'm not going in. but I will say the technicals, you know, these stocks have stopped going down. A lot of these EV plays. So technically, you know, they're, they're actually showing a little more relative strength than they were a month ago. A lot more relative strength.
3: Eight's interesting. You mentioned that in Ride. It popped there two days ago. Also popped there at the end of July. You almost got there in the pre-market. Now, the thing that's interesting is it's like bid here at 785 or bid or offered, but it's holding up right just right. below that level. So you get above eight. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe get a little bit of short covering. Right okay, I, I'm being co- co- I, I'm level.
2: being corrected in the chat by who who other than Chris Catchy, uh, who knows knows everything. Uh, so they're selling the factory, but they're uh, I'm sorry, they're going to use it. The, they're, they're selling their plant, but they're still going to use the factory. I guess I I, I read the, okay. the 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 yeah, that's, well that, that makes yeah. sense.
4: Yeah. All right,
2: so I stand corrected on that. I guess I guess that's why the, the, the they would like that because they're gonna, they're not they're still going to have the ability to make cars and. And get some cash so okay i guess that makes more sense than what that what i was saying um so thank you everyone in the chat for correcting me i, I don't i don't mind being corrected if it, if, if yeah I'm,
3: the lease okay. back it, it didn't make sense that they would you know
4: it didn't make sense that they would view the market would view that as a
2: positive
3: right.
4: Fair enough. The market's trading positive <laughs> although enough. take this worth the grain of salt it's trading up 6.66 percent we know those 666 numbers are kind of scary
2: all right, it's eight forty nine. Uh, let's do some ticker time and drop your tickers in the chat. We'll cover a few of them in the next ten minutes. Was there anything else on my list first? Um, Fubo had a headline. Don't know if you all saw that uh, sports book announcement or integration with Where's Fubo uh,
4: with PaySafe Holy man, this has been like gross stock implosion all the high multiple stuff it's it's really even yesterday you can say oh s&p nice day yesterday held up not for the gross stocks see kathy K R K K new lows straight down mm. so there is so many higher multiple stocks that are just getting the beats in this environment and deservedly so um because a lot of these stocks had no rights to be where they were what what stock did you start on before I went to that Huffle? F-
3: Fubo. <laughs>
4: oh, yeah, Fubo. You
3: even got me I still curious.
4: like the Fubo. I still like the Fubo story, Yeah, you even like man, it. But, man, I don't like the chart at all. And when their stocks are making new lows, you got to go. And this well, is breaking that, down to new right? lows. So I'm not going to be the hero and say that this
3: is the bottom. Uh, it closed right near the low of the session yesterday. Getting a little pop. Seems it's just a little bit of good news here uh let's look at the range from yesterday 22.77 if you feel like you want to lean on that i'd be more comfortable if it maybe put another low in today at like 23 where's the trading at 23.22 you know make a little low above that close green on the session and then maybe rally but that's the only number you have i don't even think Ooh, what's this uh december low uh, December low. Oops, below that twenty three sixty one. So if you want to buy it on strength, let it maybe get above twenty three sixty one. Try and pick a bottom here. Twenty two seventy seven yesterday. Hey,
2: uh, Lord Jam drops ticker that I haven't looked at this chart for a while. Rocket RKT. This is this is one that I, I was
3: thinking about that. I I
2: I've, I want to
3: like it,
4: but I want to like I, it. I too. just can't. <laughs> I, I want to like it as well. I've wanted yeah. to like this stock for a very long time. I've owned it a couple of times, and I keep, yeah, I keep making you know new low, low lows, and it doesn't rally on good news. I'll say there's huge support at 16. So this stock has had huge support. I'll give you that 16.23 low. We're just going to round it and call it sixteen. There is nice support there, but man, the trend is ugly. And I've said for a while, I think that they should put in a dividend or something. I do own a piece yeah. of the UWMC because it has the dividend, but that hasn't helped at all either. That stock's been an absolute dog. So I, uh, I, I, I should just tough, buy it, tough, it and tough, never tough. look at it ever again. But I should uh, you? Well, I, I don't know. When they just keep know. going down, that's been a bad call to just buy and never look at it again. I mean, rockets near all time lows, is it not? What do you mean? Yeah. It, it,
2: it works for Joel
4: yeah on certain uh, stocks so rocket yeah. this is right near the all-time low in rkt it's yeah yeah
3: yeah and they had the dividend too i i don't know we talked about this when you know that when the environment was really good right and it, 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 was, it wasn't going up yeah it went
4: out of the, the few times when it became a reddit stock that it one time again. it had that reddit stock those yeah. those reddit stocks man when they get these kind of pops you got to ring the register. One thing I've learned from social media is that when your stock rips up 100 200% and you're just, you know, and, and and you're just lucky enough to own that stock that day, maybe you anticipated it or something, you know, and that's good too. But I mean, when they give these 20 30% pops in a day, because it's the top stock on Reddit, that is a selling opportunity. Just like Corsair Gaming. I was, I bought that at 40. I was a dog, dog, dog. It went down to 32 I was like, ah, it's just not working out. Then all of a sudden, one day, it's a top-mentioned stock on Reddit and opens at 42. I was like, thank you very much. I got my money back. It's 30% pop overnight on no news. It used to be like a stock would pop 30%. It was getting taken over. Now it's, it was popping 30% because it's the high-mentioned stock on Reddit. Selling opportunities. Thank you, Reddit traders.
2: Okay, a couple people mentioning Teladoc. Um in the chat,
4: the it's at a 52-week low. 52-week low is where it's at. Is this, is it Zoom, Teladoc, all these Cathy stocks. Man, these are dogs. Man, these were the pandemic darlings. And you know what? That obviously Delta, you know, is an issue. But you know, it doesn't seem like it's as bad as you know we were in the first. But this wave doesn't seem to be getting as bad. We don't seem to have the reopening going completely away. This was three hundred dollars stock. It's now one hundred and twenty-five dollars. Is there a certain point in time that Teladoc makes sense? Yes, but I don't want to be the hero. And stocks are going straight down. Why be the hero? It's breaking down, making new lows. The trend is awful. It's tough to make money on buying stocks in downtrends.
3: Uh, we've come down. Oh, oh, over two for one stock split. Uh, what's your you're below one thirty-five thirty-two. Oh, next monthly lows down at 102.01. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, yeah. you're 10 bucks off yesterday, or where are you? I'm just you glad I don't off. own any of these things. Yeah, I don't, I can't.
2: I, I'm looking for tickers in the chat that we don't talk about too frequently. Um, DocuSign.
4: DocuSign, though, that's a product that everyone is going to continue to use because it's just superior. I mean, I like I said, I bought a house, I sold a house using docusign it's so smooth i mean i love that product valuation's crazy is eventually docusign have its zoom moment it isn't going to be as bad as zoom it isn't going to be as bad as teledoc i don't think could eventually docusign have a date with 200 again it's possible but great product i mean zoom's a great product too but i don't see like docusign everyone uses docusign like we said zoom well, people are using different, you know, uh, web webcasts. You know, we're, we're using streamer. We're using different stuff. There's competition that has come for Zoom. Where DocuSign, I don't know if there's going to be competition coming for them in that industry. Like, that's just the way people are doing business now. So, fantastic that they've, you know, become the player in in their business. I I, I don't like the valuation of why I couldn't buy it, though.
2: I don't know why why...
4: They're, they don't have any big competitors. I mean, it's not. Well, well, well why, why are you going to go away from Docu? Is somebody going to make that better? I mean, it's already. A, how so do you make good. That so easy. I don't know. It's easy. so easy. How do you make that better? So okay, we're, I'm sure there is some competition. But now DocuSign is just like it's like Google and search. you got to come up with the better search engine. See how Bing did? I mean, mean, let's (laughs) Bing it. It's easier to say. Let's Google it. Let's Bing it. I mean, Bing Bing it was way easier to say. That's why they called it Bing. You know what? Bing Bing it. But you know what? Still around all these years later. It's still
2: around all these years later. That's a victory in itself. I think. They said
4: the number one uh, on CNBC. Taking from CNBC, they take our content, so we can take theirs too. Um, They said yesterday on CNBC that the number one searched thing on Bing is Google. Google.
1: <laughs>
4: i got a Bing and I got to go to Google on Bing. I know that's ride. true but that's hilarious. Got the wrong wait, browser. Wait,
2: wait, I knew a guy in college that if he wanted to google something, like he had the Chrome the Google Chrome browser, he would go to his 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 uh um URL um tab uh whatever, he would go to google.com. He would go to the Google homepage and then he would go to the searcher from the Google homepage. I was like, dude, just type it in. Just type it in. Just go. And anyway, it's a whole thing. Uh, okay, let's do some more tickers here. A couple minutes left. Uh, Upstart, UPST.
4: When's we have on this on one
2: for a hot minute? Yeah, this is fintech. right
4: monster stock eventually has a cool off period kramer is pumping 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 but he's been pumping that for a while so give him some props he's been right on that for a long time it tried to go down the other day and kramer was just all over He ran a segment on mad money four stocks four gross stocks that he'd be buying the dip on and this was one of them and it popped 10 bucks on that segment and it hasn't really looked back the other stocks he ran on that segment were a firm um upstart i think it was a sauna how was a firm doing 114. Oh, okay. Are you in it? No. Oh, you got stopped out. That's right. Should I, be? should I be in it? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know <laughs> what we should be in at this point in time. It's a tricky market to call it. It's a fantastic day trading market. I had, you know, I've had one of my best weeks, you know, in a long time last week because of all the volatility from day trading. But from like a swing trading perspective, there's a lot of chop. And from a long term investing perspective, it's been tough. So it's a great, day trading environment, an overnight trading environment, but that's about it. So I don't know. From a swing trading perspective, I was I tried DKNG, stopped out. I mean, you know, I've tried a few swings, I stopped out. I don't know if I have any swings on right now. I think I got stopped out on all of them. That's what stops are for, you know, so that when the swing doesn't work out, you don't
3: start losing serious money. Uh, focus number, I mean, this it's a pretty volatile stock in the UPST, but I see the all-time closing high at 324, and then they would write that next day that had a, a close at three twenty three fifty nine. Now I know that that's a you know ways away from the previous day's high, but it's close, still closed at oh wrong three thirty one ninety nine new number three thirty one ninety nine old time closing high. Yesterday saw a high thirty two ten so big number twelve bucks off it. Unless you get above that, I see more downside in UPST.
2: It's eight fifty nine, guys. Final thoughts before we go.
3: Final thoughts before we go. Yeah, like, it's hard to say an inside day from yesterday's intraday did range. Did you get the inside day yesterday?
4: You did. You did. Joel called it. Yeah,
3: Joel called
2: it. it. And call, Joel. and Joel called the fifteen minute bar in Bed Bath. So,
3: uh, okay. My all time worst call. I'm, that is the first in the last fifteen minute bar I've ever called. I was going to call myself out on it. Triple B Y. Fill in the monthly gap now. I guess I might as well uh, double down and say, well, you filled this monthly gap here in 16. So, there you go. There you go. No more 15-minute charts for me. Joel, you no have more any? Well,
2: you have a dad joke for the day?
3: Uh, a dad joke. Oh, uh, there've been a couple good ones, but just give us one. Just give this one. Uh, just one. Um yep. Dad two of them. Dad's love saying, I don't care who started it, I'm ending it. Okay. And then, the, the, then the dads love adding Meister to the end of everyone's nick as a nickname.
2: Right, I don't like know. Spencer Meister. All right, all right, That's folks. I'm gonna going to go to PMT
3: plus. We missed a lot of uh, a lot of tickers here. I'm going to cover those on this uh, end of Q3. Mark is bullish. I'm kind of bearish. We'll see what happens. I don't
4: know how bullish the market is. But again, the one thing to consider is that the trend has been to sell the overnight rallies, which we have already seen here this morning. The one issue I have with coming in and selling us up 13 is that we're already significantly off the highs. The second thing is it is the end of the quarter. And historically speaking, I started the show saying this. I'm going to say it again just to remind you. Historically speaking, this day closes strong. We will see if the recent weakness trumps that. But from a quantitative perspective, you don't usually want to be selling early in the stakes that often closes strong. All right. Thanks a lot, Dennis. Have a good one.
2: Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice.
0: Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.
4: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.